Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter number 16. It'll be a very familiar portion of Scripture with you today. And if you know the Word of God, you know when you go to Luke 16, that's a good portion of Scripture. But uh, uh, you're very familiar with that portion of the Scripture that begins in verse 19. Luke 16 and verse 19, there was a certain man, a certain rich man, it says, which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores and it came to pass. Oh, it always comes to pass, by the way. That the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son... Remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would not pass from thence, that would pass from thence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, Neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Let's pray. Lord, I pray you help us this morning as we look into this matter of eternity and where folks will spend eternity, in heaven or hell. I pray, God, that you would help us to be attentive to the Word of God. Help us, Lord, to be sobered by the gravity of eternal things. And we'll thank you in Christ's name. Amen. The question I would ask you today, which I believe would get a positive answer, the question I would ask is, do you believe in hell? Do you believe in hell? Jesus did. Oh, I know it's a jokester's delight at hell. You hear more of hell in the marketplace and in the workplace than you would even at church probably. The matter of hell. Jesus warned about hell throughout the scriptures. In Matthew 13, Jesus said, Angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. In Matthew 25, verse 30, Jesus said, And cast ye the unprofitable, unprofitable service into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In Matthew 25, he said, Depart from me. Ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. David in the Psalms said in Psalms 9 verse 17, The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Wow. 
The Bible is our only resource concerning hell. What men will know about hell, they'll have to learn it from the Bible. Because the Bible is the only place that gives us information about hell. 230 some references in the Bible to that place of torment called hell. 27 books of the Bible speak concerning hell. Jesus himself over 70 times talked about hell. He really gave more information about hell than he did about heaven from his lips. So we have that this matter of hell, the Bible, our only resource concerning hell. Preacher of time past, Dwight L. Moody said this, The same Christ that tells us of the splendor of heaven tells us of all the horrors of hell. Oh, the scholars refute hell. They try to explain it away. But let God be true and every man a liar. Hell. Why preach on hell might be the thought today. I mean, preacher, don't you know that we're, that we're believers? We, we, the majority of the folks here in this audience today know Christ as their Savior. Why preach on hell? Well, hell is something that we have to keep in our mind because that's our role to warn people of the place of torment. Even on your walls it says, go ye into all the world. Why are we doing going into the world? What are we saying to the world? We're going to preach the gospel, the good news. The good news that Christ died and was buried and was resurrected. Why? That he might redeem us from a place of torment, from the penalty of our sin, for the wages of sin is death. It's talking about eternal damnation. It's talking about eternity in a place of torment. So we preach on hell to, so that we will be reminded that of our responsibility to warn the lost of their sinful condition. It's not a desire of any preacher. As I come to Landmark Baptist Church today, that really wasn't my desire to preach on hell, but I believe it's a duty. I know that I know that you're well familiar with this, but I believe today God laid on my heart to preach a sermon on hell. It's a duty of a preacher to follow the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. This story we've just read is not a parable. It's not a fable. It's not a fairy tale. This is a real event that took place in history. A certain man and a certain beggar. And Jesus tells us that story. We find these are not the words of Peter or Paul or a prophet. But these are the words of Jesus himself who tells us this story about a certain man. And a certain rich man who died and went to a place of torment. He didn't go there because he was rich. He went there because he was lost. He went to that place called hell. The certainty of hell. Hell is as certain as the word of God. The Bible tells of it. Oh, I know others will try to explain it away. The Jehovah's Witnesses deny there is a hell. The seven-day Adventists say it's only soul sleep. The Roman Catholics would say, well, there is a place of torment, but it's a temporary place. It's a, it's a purgatory. And if you get destined to that place, if, you're, if you haven't been good enough when you die, you go there and somebody can pay for you and pray for you and, and get you released after a while from that place of torment. No. No, it's an eternal place. Folks that are entering into that place will never be released 
from that place of torment. We find that the rich man, when he died, it says it came to pass in verse 22 that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And then the rich man also died and was buried. It seemed that the rich man died and maybe had a very fancy burial. and Maybe many words were said to, uh, to mark the passing of a rich man. Oh, if you go to a funeral service in Winchester or in Dayton, Ohio, if you went to every funeral service in this county in a year's time, you would come away saying everybody in this county goes to heaven. If you come to Dayton and you went all to 60 to 70 uh, uh, obituaries in the Sunday paper every Sunday, plus those that are during the week. And if you would go to those services, you'll never hear someone say, well, he went to the place of torment. They would always say, well, he was a good man. He went to a better place. Uh, He's there with his friends. And and sometimes they even bring, uh, I've had funerals where they come in and and seen that they put alcohol in in the casket with them. And and they remark, well, see you, buddy. And we'll we'll have another party when we meet again. There's no parties in hell. It's no Miller time. There's no party time. It's it's a place of torment. The certainty of hell. The rich man in hell was crying out. He was crying out for water, but he was also crying out for his brothers. Oh, if someone would go tell my brothers, go tell my brothers that there's a place of torment. Tell them them how, how they can miss this place of torment. The certainty of hell. The company of hell. Who will be there? Well, the Bible says in in Matthew chapter 7 that there's a broad way that leadeth to destruction and many be therein that are on that broad road. Turn with me to to Revelation chapter 21. Talk about who's going to be in hell. Well, the Bible tells us in Matthew, uh, Revelation chapter 21 and verse 8, it says, but the fearful, the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Not only is hell an awful place, the company of hell are full of people. There's some bad people. But can I remind you also, there's some good people. Hell is not a place. It's not a place where good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell. It's not a matter of putting your, your, all your deeds on one side and say, well, uh, he's done better. He was a good man. She was a good woman. Uh, and that's going to get her into heaven or him into heaven. No, no. We can always find someone who was worse than we were or they were. We can always say they were a good person to other people. But it's not a matter of saying good, good works. If you have enough good works, you'll go to heaven. And if your works aren't so good, you'll go to hell. It's not based, but the Bible says plainly that all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. It's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. The place of hell, the company of hell is an awful company. The good will be there and the wicked will be there. The religious will be there, but also those that are depending upon anything other than the blood of Jesus Christ. I was 
So I was getting ready this morning. I turned on and thought I would, had a news station last night. I left a news station. But this morning it was, a, it was a preacher. And I heard the preaching. And it sounded pretty good. He was out of uh, Oklahoma or someplace. And I heard his preaching. And, and he was talking pretty good. I thought, that's pretty good preaching. And uh, I was listening to it. But at the end, then he was said, you know, if you want uh, to, for salvation, uh, you need to repent and be baptized. Oh, let me tell you something. Folks, you can't add something to the gospel and get to heaven. You, you, you can't say, well, you got you to gotta, uh, repent and then get baptized and get to heaven. I'm telling you, you can repent, claim the blood of Jesus Christ and be saved. But when you add baptism to it, you're lost. Amen. It's not Jesus plus something or Jesus minus something. It's Jesus only. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. The certainty of hell. There'll be a lot of religious, religious people. Many will say, Lord... Lord, we've done many wondrous works in thy name. And he's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. They weren't falling from grace. They never were under grace. He said, I never knew you. The certainty of hell, the company of hell, and then the conditions of hell. All the confusion and the vainness and the voidness in hell. A place of of awful sin. It's a place of awful pain. In verse number 24, it says in our text in Luke chapter 16, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. Wow. It's a place of pain. It is a place of memory. But it says, He said, and Father Abraham, in verse 25, said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he's comforted, and thou art tormented. Remember this place, uh, this was before the crucifixion and the resurrection. There was a place, remember Jesus said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And so, when people died that... uh, before this time, and there was a place called paradise, and then there was a place called hell. Sorry about that, but I'll put the illustration in hell. He lift up his eyes, being in torments. Now that hell is like a, it's a temporary hell, really. It's not the final hell. It's like going to jail and waiting for your day in court, and then after you have your day in court, you'll be cast into prison forever. So people that die then and die now go to this place of torment where the rich man went to. The rich man is still in hell. Conditions have not changed. No air conditioning there. There's no release there. There's no recess there. It's still the place of torment. And then there was a place called paradise. Remember Jesus said to the thief on the cross when he said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom He accepted Jesus as Lord. He believed Jesus was going to be resurrected. He was going to have a kingdom. And he said, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And then we know that when Jesus was resurrected, uh, that, uh, that he went in and he led those that were in paradise. He led them out of this temporary place of comfort. And he led them to the permanent place called heaven. Now the Bible says today to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. 
So when, when believers die today, my wife died a year and a half ago. My dear wife died and went to heaven. This place is empty today. Jesus emptied that place called paradise. And he took those people to heaven, to that permanent dwelling place in heaven. But I don't understand it all, but the rich man in hell could see into heaven. And he cried out and said, send Abraham. He said, Father Abraham, send Lazarus, send that rich man. Send him over here and have him bring some water. And if he could just bring some water and put it on my tongue because I'm tormented in this flame. And he was told, he said, that can't happen. There's a great gulf between us. And those that are here cannot come over into paradise. And those that are in paradise cannot come over into hell. It was good there was a great gulf fixed. My friends, if you, if you die and go to heaven, and if you have a friend or a co-worker or a family member that's in hell, you would, you would do it. If you could leave hell and go and try to rescue them out of hell, you would do it. If you could leave and rescue them, I'm doing it the wrong way. You guys are in hell. I forgot. Okay, you're in heaven. If you could leave heaven and go and rescue somebody out of hell, you would do it. Paul said... If he could see his brethren, the Jews saved, he would, he would be accursed himself if it were possible for his brethren to be saved. But there was a great gulf fixed. A person that was in this place of torment, there was no possible release from that torment. Why preach on hell? Because as Brother Muncie read in the statistics, even this morning before the message, he told him the possibilities of how many people in this world are lost. It's estimated, it's estimated that 95% of the people in this world are lost. If the rap, when the rapture takes place, many countries would probably not even realize something happened. There would be very few people would, be, would leave. And the more and more you live in, in America you realize how fewer and fewer people know Christ as their Savior. The reality of hell. Hell. Hell, the prison house of despair. Here are some things that won't be there. No flowers will bloom on the banks of hell. No beauties of nature we love so well. No comforts of home. No music, no song. No friendships of joy will be found in that throng. No children to brighten the long weary night. No love, nor peace, will, nor one ray of light. No blood-washed soul will face brimming light. No loving smile in that regions of night. In hell, there'll be no mercy, no pity, no pardon, no grace, no water. Oh, Lord, what a terrible place. The pangs of the lost no human can tell. Not one moment's ease. There is no rest in hell. Hell, the prison house of despair. Here are some things that will be there. Fire and brimstone are there, we know. For God in His Word hath told us so. Memory, remorse, suffering, and pain, weeping and wailing, but all in vain. 
Blasphemers will be there, swearers and haters of God, Christ rejectors while here on earth's rod, murderers, gamblers, drunkards, and liars will all have their part in the lake of fire. The filthy, the vile, the cruel, and the mean. What a horrible mob in hell will be seen. Yes, more than humans on earth can tell are torments and woes of eternal hell. Jesus himself said he was not willing that any should perish but that should all come into repentance. It's a common phrase in our society when you hear someone tell someone else that they desire they go to hell. My friends, you know, we read a lot of things. We hear a lot of things on the news, breaking news. You hear of this person, this awful person does this, and awful person does that. But honestly, sometimes... I can honestly say, I don't know of one person that I would want to go to hell. You know, this matter of this war that's affecting all of us, the Russians and the Ukrainians, and I have this little bracelet on, that's the colors of Ukrainian, that's their national colors. And in our church, we're preparing, we have right now four groups and hopefully we'll have more Four men at a time. We're going. Uh, we're going over to Hungary, and from Hungary, where a missionary is driving us into about an hour into Ukraine to a place where uh, they're gathering some of those refugees. And we're going there not to give. We'll give out some some things. We're going out to give out the gospel, Amen. and we have Ukrainian tracts and some New Testaments and John and Romans, and and we're going there. We have four groups. The first one starts this week, and and then. Uh, for on for the next several uh, uh, weeks, we'll be taking groups there. We're taking the gospel, you know. And we can look at the Russians. You know, I don't wish ill on the Russians. I don't want a Russian to go to hell. Do you? I don't want Putin to go to hell. I would pray that somehow he would find Christ as his Savior. I, I mean... By the grace of God, we could all be a Russian. By the grace of God, we could all have been born in a foreign country. It's only by the grace of God that we were born in America and somebody Amen. brought the gospel to, to us. I was invited to church as a teenager. It was by the grace of God she invited me to an independent Baptist church. It's by the grace of God that I went there and they didn't teach me something false, some cultish teachings, but they taught me from the word of God and taught me I was a sinner. But when they told me I was a sinner, they didn't act like they were better than me. They said it with a tear in their eye. Listen, if we we talk about hell to somebody, we need to talk about hell with a tear coming down our cheek with, with, with some compassion in our heart. I'm not happy about anybody dying lost. But the reality is, the majority of Winchester, Kentucky, and the majority of this, this county are going to hell. Not because we want them to. And not because they want to. Is because they either believe a lie or they have rejected the truth. Our job is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Missions begins... Here. 
begins in this auditorium as the gospel is preached, and then it continues as we get into the parking lot and as we distribute ourselves throughout this area. We're all missionaries going into Winchester to keep people out of hell. People that we love, even people we don't love, God has sent us to give them the gospel. I want you to stand with me, please.